Hi guys, welcome back to You're Worth More Than a Number, a weekly podcast where I share experiences and advice for people going through recovery, recovered, or just want some encouragement. This week, I am going to continue to debunk the most frequent misconceptions of eating disorders. And today, I am going to be talking about an eating disorder is determined by someone's body size and debunking it. It's Madison from You Are Worth More Than a Number. I just want to pop on real quick and tell you about today's sponsor for this episode. Eating disorders do not have a look. Eating disorders do not have a look. They can affect anyone and everyone. And this focus on weight and appearance is just another extreme way the illness can end up manifesting inside of you. Because when you focus so much on fitting a certain mold or a certain, like, checklist of things, you feed into the disorder and make it seem like if you're not ill enough and it feeds into the stigma of, oh, you're not ill enough to have a disorder. You're not ill enough to do this. And that is so false. Anyone and everyone deserves help and support and treatment no matter what you look like or what size you are. If you're struggling with food or body, you deserve help. There should be no question, nothing that you have to go through. There should be no assessment you have to go through. You deserve help. You don't even have to have a classified eating disorder to receive help. You don't even have to have anything wrong with you to receive help. Anyone and everyone receives, can receive help and treatment. But especially in eating disorder spectra, you don't have to look a certain way, be a certain size, do a certain behavior, whatever you want to classify it as. You don't have to do any of that. The bottom line is if you are struggling in any aspect with food or your body, you deserve the help. Eating disorders aren't this mold that you have to fit into to be classified as having one. It's not a personality trait. It's not a characteristic. It's not a mold. It's not like you have a list of things in front of you and you're like, oh, I got to have these five things to be classified as having an eating disorder. No. And it's so wrong. And that's a really big problem in our society today because people feed into the stigma and think that you have to look a certain way, you have to be a certain way, you have to do certain things to be considered to have an eating disorder. And a lot of times people are afraid to speak out that have problems with food or their body because they're not they don't fit the stigma of an eating disordered person. And or a lot of doctors won't treat them because they're like, well you don't have an eating disorder. You just need to lose weight. You just need to eat better. You just need to exercise, like whatever. And that's the problem is we need to stop with this stigma. And if you guys don't know what, if you guys are like, what stigma, what stigma, the stigma of eating disorders is that is a thin white girl who has anorexia and is starving herself and is very underweight. That is the stigma. Thin, severely underweight, white, female, starving herself. Those are the stigma. That is the stigma for when you tell someone you have an eating disorder, that's what generally they think of in their head. 
but it's so false because there's so many different kinds of disorders. They affect everyone, even heck, even males. Like we don't talk about that enough. They affect males too. Eating disorders are not a mold, a list. You don't have to be classified into it. If you're struggling with food or body, you deserve help and treatment. Eating disorders affect people of all shapes, sizes, genders, races, whatever. The more we and then then the more we follow this stigma, the more it gets ingrained in our society and the more damage it causes as a whole. But the more we start to turn against it and fight it and start moving towards um, a mental space where we know and accept that anyone and any everyone can have problems and issues and they don't have to look a certain way, be a certain way to be considered ill or sick enough to receive help. And once we start thinking that way, that's how we break that's how we start to break the stigma. But that's not what we're doing. We're keeping it ingrained in our society. And a lot of times it's hard to do because it's so prevalent in everything we do in our society that it's hard to go against it because the diet culture is a big part of our society. It is like a huge driving factor of everything in our society. And it's so terrible because half the time the people in the diet culture realm and world don't know what they're talking about because they are just trying to put band-aids on the situation and tell you that Everything can be fixed by losing weight. Everything can be fixed by restricting what you eat. Everything can be fixed by cutting out things. And that's so false because that only leads you into spiraling into other issues with food in your body. I'm not necessarily saying that you'll necessarily develop an eating disorder, but you're never going to have a healthy relationship with food in your body if you constantly, if you're cutting anything out for choice, restricting by choice, or anything like that, or focusing so much on losing weight. That's not how you live your life. Not how you live your life. A healthy, balanced diet, like I've talked about in previous episodes, a healthy, balanced life, diet, whatever you want to call it, includes all foods at all times, at the amount that satisfies you. And it can your your lifestyle healthy lifestyle can include exercise if you if that's something that you find pleasure and joy in, but some people don't find pleasure and joy in exercise and they just don't, and that's healthy for them, because when it's just you start forcing yourself to do certain things, that's when you get unhealthy. But anyway, that was a side note. What I'm saying here is the diet industry and diet culture is so big in our society, and it's so. Because it's so big, it is so in charge and like it's like influences everyone's every little move that it's hard to change messages like this in society because eating disorder and mental health and all that jazz aren't on the top. They're still very much towards the bottom. Now, I know that there are people out there and there are things happening right now that are starting to change that and starting to improve that and get people talking about it, but it's still not enough. And the people that have already started talking about it and bringing it up know that. Know it's not enough. Know that they need to do more. And that's amazing. But the only way 
to do more is to keep spreading the word and to keep pushing it out there until people get the message and until the media and everyone gets the message that what they're doing is harmful and it's not a way to live. Because like I said, the more we follow this and the more we listen and not try to make a difference in our society, the more it gets ingrained in our heads, our society, our way we live our life, and the more, making the more and the easier for it to cause damages to our society and everything as a whole and you don't want that because that's when you have trouble and issues so we have to once again break the stigma that eating disorders have to be a specific look or body type or body shape because it's not true there is no such thing as the perfect candidate for an eating disorder they can affect anyone everyone and it doesn't matter about the way you look the way you talk, the way you do things, your gender, whatever. It can affect anybody. They do not have to have a specific look. Friends, thank you so much for listening this week. Next week, I'm going to be diving into another one of these misconceptions and debunking it, of course. (laughs) But if you have any questions, comments, concerns, whatever, feel free to DM me on Instagram at madisonparmeter or email me at madisonparmeter at gmail.com. Both will be linked down below. Before you go, please subscribe if you haven't already and leave me a rating and review because they are free. They really help me to know what you're liking and disliking about the podcast, and they help get my podcast out there to help more and more people, which is my goal. Anyway, guys, I love you so much, and I can't express and thank you enough for all the love and support you guys give me each week, and I will talk to you all very soon.